recording burp right as we started <laughs> usually it comes right before we start yeah. i felt it just then i didn't hear Gone. it doesn't mean that it's yeah not. it was a little one i was gonna say it doesn't mean it's not on the recording but i didn't personally <laughs> hear it it was just little nothing like turning on your favorite podcast and just getting a little burp right in the beginning and just burp content a little burp content. hashtag burp content <laughs> what everybody's looking for <laughs> uh anyway Hello and welcome to another episode of The Unknown Subject, a Criminal Minds podcast. I am Kelsey Paul. And I am Kelly McMaster's Parsons. <laughs> she, you guys don't know this, but I just watched her do this fun little head bob when yeah. she said that. I'm, she like, feeling, I'm feeling fun and <laughs> fresh today. We're in for, it, or for a fun ride today. Yeah, I haven't even, I'm under the influence of nothing right now. No Mountain Dew, no Red Bull. No. No. We had salad for dinner. No. <laughs> it's not wow. even like I had a fun dinner, you know? Can't you yeah, you can't be under the influence of salad. <laughs> no. No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Um yeah, we are going to watch season four, episode seventeen. Demonology. Now, would you like? <laughs> would you like to talk up front about your belief in demons or lack thereof, or do you want to talk about it later? <laughs> do I have a notable opinion on demons? No, you don't. But I feel like we've talked before, obviously on the podcast, and our thoughts on mediums, psychics, and ghosts. Okay. And so I was, I felt like it was worth just, obviously by the name of the title. Listen, if you've watched Criminal Minds, you remember this episode. It's yeah. unusual it, in yeah, comparison to is. others. Um, so I just was wondering if you wanted to just like stake your... I mean, I feel like obviously we can all guess what you... Good choice of words there, stake. Nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah. Obviously we can all guess where you fall on the demon yeah, thing. We'll save it for the end. Okay, that's fine. I'm sure you can guess where I fall on the demon thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh anything else Your strong you... Catholic upbringing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so strong. Um bring it on. What were you going to say? I was going to say business you, at the yeah. top. Do you have anything else you want to chat about up front? Um No. Stay tuned friends for a fun announcement at the end of the episode. <gasps> Kelly and Kelsey's fun announcement corner fun announcements. Uh, yeah, stick around. So if you're one of those that like just like listens to the end of us talk about the fun fact and or recommendation and then ditches out, stick around. You won't want to miss it. Um, are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Um, I'm going to press play in three, two, one. Play. play. Georgetown. Oh, you're way ahead of me. <laughs> it was at zero. Okay. 
I just okay, hit play we're again. Slowly approaching a door. Oh, screams! <gasps> Someone's screaming. Oh, is that a priest? Bloody, yeah. Oh, oh, we're doing a lot of There's like a lot of horrifying shots. Yeah, this man is thrashing, mm, and he's like strapped to a bed. There's What's blood the coming out movie? of his nose. The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Um. And we're He's seeing tied someone to the bed. with a crucifix, and there's a priest going in. With a nice white light around and, him. Yeah, and then just screaming. Now and rain. And then rain is falling. Oh, and it's Emily! On Emily Prentice as she pulls up to the bar. She doesn't look excited. No. And there's a guy with some crazy hair. Mm-hmm. Ancient aliens hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's so perfectly descriptive <laughs> i can't just like straight out in every direction yep all right but so slightly she, receding she she goes oh sorry i'm wet because <laughs> it's raining wink, and wink. he wanted to hug her um who is he what do you like in the show or no, in, in general? real life he's in a lot of stuff he's in just is it annoying that we say this all the time guys who is that i yep. know them what are they from they're in everything <laughs> <laughs> he's in justified which i'm sure you've never watched um no what is that it's like a law enforcement procedural it's about wasn't justified was that one of the was kiki palmer in a show called justified where she was a fashion no. exec no no what Not, was that called? i don't know okay so whatever <laughs> we're talking about a man named matthew and Matthew. this seems like a common friend that they have. And he's a troubled person because she says, oh, he was using. And then oh. he's, she says, there's something you're not telling me. So something's wrong with Matthew. And the guy says, the last time I saw him, he was talking crazy and acting oh. kind of weird. Um, he had a fear I couldn't explain. Yep. And she was like, what was he talking about? And he said, Johnny, they're going to kill me. And but he wouldn't, he wouldn't say who say they, who they are. Um, oh. And then they said he ki- they killed Tommy V and made it look like an accident. And Emily was like, do we know a Tommy? Like, what are we talking about yeah, here? who's Tommy? Who's Tommy? Um, and then he asks Prentice to uh, look into all of this. Because that's what you do. You that's call a your- Burberry coat. It's beautiful. You call a your FBI friend and ask them to look into it. And she just kind of like she's being very un emily like she's so mopey and downtrodden elevator doors open and she's just like it's it's kitties kitties and poodles poodles out out there there. (laughs) she just looks yeah she looks like so sad she does okay so some whoever she asked garcia to look into it and he was dead from dehydration does Garcia just live at the BAU? Yeah, she's just like hanging out. So it's hot. What time of day is it? Hotch is there. It's hard to tell it's because night. it's raining. <laughs> it's like, is it cloudy or is it nighttime? Hard to say. Her hair and got significantly even more wetter. wet when she walked into his office. So she, she says an old like friend of mine rat. died. And he says, I'm sorry. Do you need to take some time off? And uh, she's like, no, we need to solve Remember it. when they hated each other? Yeah. That was short Because she was a mole. Yeah. Um, and mm. she says there's a chance he could have been murdered and there might be a second case. Okay. Okay. And so hot says, what do you need? And she said, I just need some leeway to be able to check it out. And he's like, fucking go for it, bro. But like if Rossi wants to investigate the heads, it's yeah. got to be all secretive and like exactly. a waste of funds. <laughs> exactly. What is this? Um, she says, Matthew was incredibly messed up and I hadn't seen him in a long time. 
Um, but he was important to me. She is. She's so really sad. taking it hard. She and he is. says, okay, at least let us help. And so she's like, okay, thanks. So this and is a classic. Away. This is a classic episode where we rally around one team member. Okay, now he's we're seeing priest. the priest. He's burning a picture. He's burning something, yeah. That's he's f- back in his little priest dorm. <laughs> that that was, was it. A con- not the convent. The uh, parish. The monastery. Monastery. That's a monk, That's though. An- That's not priests. No. Monks. I don't know. Anyway, do priests uh, live in special houses, or do they just live on their own? Do priests go to rules? seminary? That's where they learn to be priests. I That's feel where like. people of faith, of any faith, okay. Christian faith, they go to seminary. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> he burned a photograph and put it in his like wash basin, and I just feel like that was a major fire hazard because it was a big flame, and he was holding it real close <laughs> to the curtains, and it's like, sir, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and he watched it burn, burn, burn. Okay. We've come to the end burn, of the opening ceremonies. Baby, burn. Okay. Leon. Oh, a Leonardo oh, da Vinci. Vinci. All right. So All right, here and comes now the we've team. come in early. Did Hodge even leave the FBI? Guess not. Um, so she tells the team that they're investigating these two deaths and she thinks that they're connected. Oh, he and... died of dehydration. Did we mention that? Yeah. That's a weird thing to die of. One death was a heart attack, the other was dehydration. So we got two causes of death. And the team's basically like, um, what are we doing here? They're, They're like connected. Nothing. Yeah. This makes sense. Did the police call us? I'm like, no, no, no. They're definitely like, this isn't big league enough for us. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, I was okay. wondering where Morgan was. He's, He's with Prentice. With Prentice at, at the morgue. Morgue. Oh, she M. touches his head. <gasps> Don't touch his head. Ugh. I would touch. Oh. If I had. <gasps> Flashing back to little teenage Emily weird and someone telling her don't don't worry it'll be all right and someone we're assuming it's she's Matthew, in a hospital gown holding her hand <gasps> um, right do you remember now i, I think i do a little bit about this episode but not a lot um so uh morgan asks the coroner like is there is it possible that someone could have like given him something that would have induced a heart attack and she says yeah but like i didn't find anything like that um he was he bleeding was tied. heavily from his nose, and he was tied down. Uh, um, his extended use of drugs is what was wrong with his nose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we're talking about our dehydration victim. And he's got um, traces he of antipsychotics. inflicted wounds. Okay. And the police did not suspect foul play. And she's like, you you find two different bodies with ligature marks, and like that doesn't say foul play. Like somebody tied them up. Like that's weird. Yeah. And we're just yeah. we keep cutting to the thrashing. Yeah, so much blood out of his nose. And so much blood out of his nose. Okay. All right now we're at the house for the heart Matthew's attack victim. Parents? Yeah. Matthew. Yes. And she he's like he suffered a heart attack. Like it's not weird. And Hotch is like, um. We're just here to ask questions. Oh, he's in a bunch of stuff. I don't recognize him at that all. Dad. So. But he looks very fake tan. He does. <laughs> but I like his glasses. Um all he right. So they it. so JJ and Hotch go inside. It's still raining. 
Now okay. we're at Tommy V's house. Tommy V's house are where looks weird. It's like just on a like a Who one room that? apartment. Oh, oh you they can don't see the, live together. You can see that the bed has been oh. like moving around. Yeah, the floor is a little worn. So they're saying that he must have been in bed for days. And My she says was he hearing was hearing voices. voices. She's very um, modestly dressed. She's Long also wearing skirt, a, she's wearing a cross neck. necklace. Cross necklace, yes. Um, so and she, she says, says she believes Tommy's finally at peace. And yeah. Reed is kind of like, okay, hmm. like you seem mighty okay Let's with the fact that your husband's dead. <laughs> Um, right, now we're talking about burning incense. Yeah, we had to cleanse the room. The room and... We're back at uh, Matthew's house. Yeah, he says that Matthew was living there to what before, so he could get on his feet. Oh. We see the bed was doing bed the marks. same thing that his bed was doing, which is like moving around on the floor a lot. My, My son's, son's soul, soul was in the possession of evil. Um, and now we're talking about drug addiction. Yeah, and he's like, it's an impossible thing to watch happen to someone that you love. I can imagine. Yeah, okay. totally. Um, um, and they say, so Matthew thought someone was trying to kill him. And they're like, where did you hear that? And they mention Emily. And the mom is like, like, Emily, she's, she's the reason, reason you're here. And now they want him to Scram. leave. They're like, get the fuck out. Chew. We don't like now. an Emily Prentice. And JJ and Hotch are like, okay, this is weird. Well, let's leave. And Emily's oh, like, I told you not like- to talk about me. <laughs> yeah. I knew they'd kick you out. So Matthew and oh, Emily met, met in, Rome. in Rome. His parents didn't like them hanging out. And JJ's like, and they still don't like you? Like, all these years later. They thought she was a bad influence. Well, remember that picture of her as a teen with the crazy oh, hair? Oh, never forget. She had the aesthetic of someone moms wouldn't like. Yep. Goth. That's She's not a girl you bring home to mom in that no. situation. No. Even if you meet her in Rome. Okay, so the team is talking about the marks from where the bed had scraped on the floor and the fact that both Tommy and Matthew had that in their bedrooms. Um, they both traveled to Spain on the same week four months ago. Oh, and Santiago they went to a church. De, de Compostela. Um, Thank you. And the parents didn't mention anything about Matthew going on a pilgrimage, but they did say that he was possessed by evil. And Emily's just like, yeah. <laughs> like, as if it's just kind of like a normal thing. Yeah. And she said oh, that his mom and dad a priest in high school because thought, thought he, was he was possessed. possessed. My God. But it was drugs. Right, right, right. Did Prent- Was Prentice addicted to drugs at some point? Maybe. Are we supposed to infer that? Possibly. She just had a... Or maybe she was just dabbling in drugs, you know? <laughs> just, just fooling around with a um, little booger sugar. <laughs> a little booger sugar. <laughs> um, so they're going on and on about religion versus science, essentially. Mm, and mm-hmm. Emily is asking whether or not Thomas's wife was religious, and they said yes. Um, so and now they're putting the connection to, to exorcism. And exorcisms can induce heart attacks, especially in someone who has a history of drug use. Yep. Same thing with dehydration, because if a person's tied up for days on end, having an exorcism and not being given, you know, water and food, then yeah, that'll kill you. 
So um, Morgan says, listen, we've got someone here who is ritualizing murder and using exorcisms to cover it. And then our good Catholic Rossi is like, let me go talk to somebody before we get too deep into this exorcism thing. And here we are in a church. A very ornate church. Beautiful church. And there's some guy. He really looks like Jason Alexander's I was character. just thinking that. Long it's white hair. It's the flowy white hair. Yeah. Yep. Not quite as long as Jason Alexander, no. but getting there. Just he like ha- a dad who didn't get his hair cut for the first six months of quarantine. Correct. Yes. That's the look we have here. My but also like a wizardly Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, but no beard. <laughs> um, an American Dumbledore. So he is obviously a priest. priest. Well, yeah, he and they're talking about exorcism. Okay. So Rossi Not comes in to talk about in that. Yeah, so he's like, "Does everybody do exorcisms?" And basically, the priest is like, "No, like." not like they're not really sanctioned by the church anymore like some priests yeah. do them but not all of them and he says pr- there are conservatively 400 Ooh. to 500 a year and he calls That's him davy he goes what's this about oh, davy that must be his home priest That's so cute um so he starts explaining the situation about the pilgrimage thing and how they died within a couple weeks together and he says why do you think that it's an exorcism and he's explaining, like, why Emily, you know, thinks there's foul play. And The he priest says, is just doing that thing where he just asks, like, rephrases the questions yep. into other questions. Like, what do you think? Well, what do you say? <laughs> well, what are your thoughts? And it's like, oh, my God. Come on, Jimmy. Jimmy the priest. Give me something. David the agent. Um, Did the information come to her directly? Uh, da, 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 da. Blah, 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 blah. You, you invite, invite evil, evil into, into your, your lives. lives. It's a vulnerable it's position. Vulnerable. And Rossi's, Rossi's like, what like, do you mean? The fuck you mean? <laughs> the fuck oh, you mean, take Jimmy? Take care of her. Is oh. he afraid that she's going to be possessed? Oh, and then he mouths oh. a prayer and gives him the sign of the cross. Send him off oh, in good vibes. The little dude, the, the boop, 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 boop. That's the sign of the cross, yeah. Mm. Yep, sure. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, now we're just seeing stained glass and crucifixes. Crucif- Slow mowing. What's the plural Cruc- of crucifix? Crucifixes. Okay. Crux- crucifix. Okay, so we're seeing the same priest. He's like getting ready for ba- for battle here. He's got his Bible, his crucifix, yeah. his candles. Rosary. And we've got a younger priest coming in. Ooh. They're looking like they're heading off to an exorcism. Oh, yep. We've they've got, got a, a file and of a picture a guy who of a looks guy. like Ryan Reynolds. He did look like Ryan Reynolds. It is still raining, just so yeah. everyone's aware. What is this? It's a real day. Traffic setup bumper to bumper. Yep. The so cars are so close. Okay, so we're seeing a man in the back of a cab, and he's kind of like Ryan Reynolds rubbing his he's head freaking and freaking out. Um, and he's like, "I have to get out." So he's just thrashing. like throws some coins and gets out of his cab. Doesn't, Doesn't even, even shut the door. the door. Rude. That's very rude. God, now that cab has just to get stomping out. around. Okay, so now he comes in, and somebody's whispering prayers about the Mother Mary. Okay. It's real creepy because the house yeah. is dark. Now we're talking about John the Baptist. Just going on and on. What is this place? I'm assuming it's his house. Did the priest break in? They're like waiting for him. 
to give him an exit. Yep, uh, there he is. I think it's the priest's house. And he's oh, like, nope. how, did, how, you how did you get in here? here? And he's like, I'm here to help you. And so he starts like waving his crucifix around. Yeah. Oh, but he's got helpers. Oh, and we've got our muscle. Yep. He comes in. They're the muscle priest. Him. The muscle priests that do all, you know, the restraining and the tying down. Okay. Okay. We're continuing to pray. So... Are we led? We're led to believe that essentially we have a rogue priest doing exorcisms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a body in a body bag. Body in a body bag. Thirty-eight year old male found dead in his bed by his fiance, Patrick Cavanaugh. Okay. Oh, he also, he went, also to went to Spain. Same, Same week, week as Thomas Valentine and Matthew. What the fuck, man? And the local cop is like, "Why are the feds here? <laughs> like, what is going on? They think it was a brain aneurysm." <laughs> And he's like, go ahead and go in. I don't know why you're wasting your time. (laughs) It's like, listen, don't worry about it. wandering in. No gloves? No booties. Of course not. We don't need no gloves. We don't need no booties, even though it was wet outside. I don't know why I haven't, like, pointed that out more recently. Yeah. But I've been watching another show that's similar to this, that they always wear gloves and booties. So... So Emily comes in and immediately is like, all right, this is three now. Like, we definitely have a crime here. Like, this is a problem. And Morgan's like, how do you give someone an aneurysm? And Reed says that they can also be brought on by stress. Mm-hmm. So here comes the fiance. And she's like, I don't understand why you guys are here. And they ask her if he was oh, acting he funny. Condition. He wasn't acting like himself. He must have had a tumor. And then they ask about going Tuma. to Spain. Santiago de Compostela. She's like, he traveled a lot for work. Like, I don't know everywhere he went. <laughs> oh, I wonder what he did. And, and like, then <laughs> Prentice is like, I don't think you're telling the truth. Emily's not fucking around in this episode because her friend is involved. So she's not yeah. going to tiptoe around it. Um, she's so, like, you're hiding something. My friend died. How did this guy die? You thought yeah. he was possessed. And Morgan's like, whoa, girl. <laughs> like, let's relax here for a second. Ooh, and then she, she says she's going to charge her as an accessory. And the fiance is like, what the fuck is happening So right Morgan now? physically steps between Please them. notice that she is also wearing a cross on her necklace. Is she? No. Yeah. That's a little, just a little, like, plus sign. Oh, I thought it was a cross. Like an iron cross. I think she had a rosary in her hand, though. Mm-hmm. All and right. Hotch, Hotch, Hotch is, is waiting. waiting for them. Yep. And he's like, is it what you think? And Morgan is, of course, being skeptic Morgan. We remember his religious skepticism from Lucky right. with the cannibal episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still being a skeptic. But Emily obviously, like, 100% believes that there's something fishy going on here. Um, oh, they've uh-oh. had a complaint. Yes, because they weren't invited on the case. Yeah, they didn't follow procedure. And Emily gets kind of in Morgan's face a little bit and is like, "Why didn't you have my back?" And he's like, "I'm trying to protect you. Like, we just got a complaint, and it's about you, basically. So, like, yeah, we have and to Hodge be smart. Didn't yell at you, so you're getting away with a lot of shit right now. Yeah. This um, is out of character. It is. For it's very much basically everyone." So she's Emily is pointing out that the fiance like wasn't calling him by name. Like she never calls him Patrick. Mm. She just keeps calling him my, my fiance. fiance. And she's like, Ooh. she believes that like her fiance, like Patrick, like was possessed. And so like she's not referring to him by his name. Um. So JJ comes in and she says, since there's no open murder investigation, we've been told to basically butt the fuck out. <laughs> mm. Well, 
they're not gonna do that of course not basically um, hodge is like dave what do you think's going on here um and J- and you know rossi is like listen it doesn't matter what i believe like this isn't about you know religion it's about somebody like using religion to do terrible things essentially yeah, so we're gonna use logic and reason and we're gonna solve this case okay so Garcia comes in and she finds a posting for a support group for people who felt oh. betrayed by their faith. So that's how that's our connection. Okay. And it was in Spain. Okay. Okay, so oh. it was canceled when the priest there died of a heart attack. And There's a strong belief he was killed to interrupt services that he was providing. Oh. Okay. Something that wouldn't Killed show up by in an s- autopsy. Yeah. Sarin gas, maybe. Okay, okay. So now they're saying, all right, well, now there is kind of an MO and a, you know, motivation for doing something like this. So maybe we do have a case. And Hunch is like, wink, wink. I can't authorize this investigation. Yep. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. We got to keep it quiet. All right. Yep. So now friend comes from earlier hair. at the bar Emily's saying, like, the, the police don't think the deaths are connected, but we do. Like, we're going to keep working on it. And then here comes John Rossi. Cooley. Okay. She's like, this is John. He was also a friend of Matthew's. So um, we're going to chit chat. Yeah. And he said, was he associated with anyone overtly religious? And he says, not that I know of. Um, He's been trying to retrace his steps. Emily. And like. <laughs> Can I buy you guys some coffee? And Emily's like, yeah, sure. I'll call you if I... Oh, she... He, no, he's just calling... He's oh. giving John coffee? Or just Emily? Just Emily. Emily. Just Emily. He's like, Emily, I want to have coffee with you. John, you're not invited. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Okay, so and they're not coffee, having, they mean... I mean, they going are having to the crime coffee, scene. but they are in a weird uh. vacant lot. <laughs> yeah. The real case started right here. Oh, oh the, the real, real exorcists. Exorcist. And they said okay. they burned the house down. The authorities referred to the boy as Robbie Doe, blah, blah, blah. But he still lives in the D.C. area. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and she's like, why did you bring me here? And Rossi's like, there's a lot of, like, lore about this house, about a kid that probably just had schizophrenia and probably was just undiagnosed. But, you know, people get freaked yep. out by the devil and it becomes a whole other thing. What's our bigger message here? I don't think Prentice is freaked out by the devil. I think she thinks there's a serial killer. Right. (laughs) I don't think anyone here, aside from the priest, is pretending this is a religious thing. Right. So I think he also maybe just wanted to get her alone because he knows that she's, like, not telling them everything. So he's like, okay. He's paparazziing He's paparazziing. He's like, give me everything. So she starts to talk and she says, like, we moved around a lot because my mom's a diplomat and we were all over the place. And she's like, it was really hard, hard to, make to make friends. friends. And um, you're 15. So all you want to do is make friends and not be the weirdo. And she says, you'll do almost anything to make friends. And so he says, you got pregnant. He gets which, it right away. That is a weird it's jump to make. Like- <laughs> but she says, yes. And Matthew was not the father, but she didn't know what to do. So he obviously yeah. was going to help Can't tell her. your mama. Can't so tell your mama. So you're going to go hashtag terminate the pregnancy. So Matthew suggested that she talk to the priest. And he said that if she had an abortion, she's going to go to hell, obviously. And she can't Not be welcome in, the congregation. in that congregation. But Matthew, but Matthew helped her and took her to the doctor and stayed with her. So he was a good friend. 
Damn, I forgot Prentice was this dimensional. Yes, this is a big episode for her. This is. So he held, oh, and then afterward, he held her hand and walked with her into the church and the oh. fa- and the priest stopped the ser- the sermon and he but they walked right up to the front pew. Am I gonna cry? And they just stared at each other. And she was like, it was like a battle of wills. Like, what was the what, you know was the priest gonna call them out or like do anything? And he didn't. He just went back to his sermon. What mm. a good friend. Yeah. Matthew she saved, saved my, saved my life. life. Made me feel oh, like I was worthy of love and friendship. You are, Emily. You guys, I'm getting choked up over here. <laughs> and that's when Matthew started questioning his faith and doing, doing his drugs. drugs. And so everything was kind of happening at once. So his yep. brain was like the wires were starting to cross and everything. Yeah. And so she's like, and so his parents immediately jumped to this demonic possession thing. But they blamed Emily for being a bad influence. And everything spiraled out of control. Um and, and so, so now Ross is like, we think that he and these other guys killed someone in Spain. And she's like, I don't think that that would happen. And she's like, <laughs> like and, I don't think he's. But a it's also like you don't know him. At like you, she was like, I haven't seen him yeah. in years. Like a lot can happen in a time. You know, from being fifteen to in your thirties. Like I mean. She doesn't really know who he was now. But Rossi warns her that, like, if they pursue this investigation, like, she might find some things out about her friend that she maybe doesn't want to know. So now we're, like, in a group full of priests. Yeah. Are we going to give this profile? A gaggle of priests. And we're giving the profile. Yeah. What do you call a posse of priests? (laughs) A business? (laughs) I wonder if there is an official. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so they're saying that whoever is committing these crimes 100% like believes in the religious aspect of what they're doing. Right. And they're saying that like it could be a priest and even priests can have psychotic breaks. So this Absolutely. priest might not realize that they're doing bad things. They think that they're doing the right thing. Uh, yeah, he's like totally righteous in his actions, he yep. believes. Um, and they're saying that, you know, Doing an exorcism for so long that someone dies of dehydration is a level of commitment that is pretty intense. Also, you have to, like, have somewhere where you can, like, I mean, I guess he was going to their houses and doing it at their houses. Right. And the the parents and the wives and fiancés supported it. Yeah. Yeah. So there, ha- um, so that's the thing is like there has to be a way for these families to contact this priest to be like, hey, I need you to come do this exorcism on my loved one. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, Reed has some sort of epiphany and leaves the posse of priests Garcia to call Garcia do something, something about exhaustion admittances to Catholic hospitals. Okay. And so here comes Prentice to be like, what the fuck? One hit. Father Paul. S- Paul Salvino. Oh, right. Because <laughs> and the Reed just goes, is we exhausting. got him. Like, we have it. Like, the end. There, and he, there is. he is. Man, that was a quick solve. This is too soon. Too soon. So they come in and they're like, What's you were present at the deaths of these people. And he goes, oh, I've been expecting you. We have no evidence. So I yeah. guess there's probably a long questioning here. And he goes, yes, I was present, and I have the right to remain silent. <laughs> oh, and they start speaking in Italian. And he says, look in the nightstand oh. drawer. 
and he says he wants and emily of course speaks italian but i feel like so does rossi yeah so something is in there it's a piece of paper what um, is it? I, oh, diplomatic, diplomatic status. status. I think it was Spanish. I don't think it was Italian. Oh, because the, they killed that priest in Spain. I know, but the well, maybe oh, it the said Italian. Ca- yeah, the caption said Italian, so oh, okay. I just went with it. But it okay. could be wrong. I missed that part. I apologize. It's okay. It I could for- be Italian. I forgive you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so now <laughs> Emily is about to tete-a-tete with this priest. Yeah, and we've got him in an interrogation room. room. They weren't um, on their deathbeds. And so Prentice is like, did you kill them? He's like, no. And he says, physical death is always sad, but now their souls are in heaven. Sure, Jan. And their families have peace. Sure, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite, Jif. Um... Okay, Until four so, months ago, he had a spotless record. No okay. mental illness, no censures, no nothing. And then oh, he was... He oh, he at the Washington National Cathedral. So what happened four months ago? A sabbatical. And that, and that four was months ago was just, just after, after the, the death, death in Spain. Spain. He lobbied he the Vatican for a diplomatic, diplomatic posting. posting. Oh. Okay, so he's like working all over the place. He's working for the Italian government. Yeah. All right, He's, so Hotch is yeah. talking to the State Department because they got to be like, "Yo, we can't, we can't be dealing with this immunity bullshit." Yeah, yeah. Can you uh, let us uh, arrest? So him? Emily asks him about the priest that died in Spain. Oh, they went to she, seminary together. Okay, and she says, "What Do seminary you believe- is this that's leading people to be all over the world?" <laughs> Um, the Vatican? I don't know. <laughs> um, like straight up with the Pope. Straight up the Vatican. So he says that he believes, well, he didn't admit that he believed that the three men killed the priest, but he says, I was contacted by a family member. So. And he says, I've never laid a hand on anyone with malice. Mm-hmm. Because he, he says, thinks he's doing the right thing. And he says, you know the power of evil oh, like I've been She gives him such a look. Such a look. Okay, no, we're now, back to Italian. Speaking Italian. <gasps> I love it when she I wish my volume was languages. up a little more so I could hear her say it. And she says, oh, he says the storm's English. almost over. What does that mean? Is there one now more victim? Now they're just whispering? There's got to be one more victim. Right. It's the... Oh, wait, no. We saw that guy get dragged out. Yeah. Hmm. There has to have been a fourth person that was involved in the priest's murder. Okay, so Hodge is talking uh, to the State Department, and he's just like, mm-hmm, 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 I understand, yep, delicate situation, yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> cool, yeah, thanks, cool, we're cool, still gonna, cool, like, cool. rip him a new one. Um, we are around the round table again. Yep. Uh, so they're talking about, like, how could the families live with this kind of thing, and it's like, well, the families are justifying it through religion and saying that they yeah, trust this absolutely. priest and that their loved ones are in a better place because the alternative was being possessed by the devil, so. Yeah. So basically, they're finding out they're between a rock and a hard place because of this State Department thing. Yeah. And like, State if Department, they go past that, Hotch is going to lose his job. Yeah. State Department is like, yeah, hands off. Like, we're not going to get into this. This is a mess. Um, So they said, forget the priest think unsub he's a believer he deals in certainties and his mind in his mind he has a job to yeah, do exactly exactly you got to go back to your bread and butter guys go back to that profile yeah the storm's almost so over they're coming to the conclusion yeah. that we did which is there's another that took no time 
The Yunsub says the storm's almost over. You know there's more death coming. Yep. Easy peasy. <sighs> so Emily's still talking to him and and oh. she's like, what was in the holy water? Like sarin, like some other thing that would trigger a respiratory failure. And he's like, I don't know. I she's really going that. in. Yeah. Open the door. It's Hotch. And he's like, you get to go, Father. See you later. We're sorry if detaining you has caused you any hardship. So Prentice is like, she's like, what me? the fuck? What? And he says, I hope you've had oh. peace. And then, like, yeah, choke out. on your own vomit, and she, <laughs> she gives him a death stare. Like, the dagger coming so out of her There are so many eyes. dead, like, shady stares in this episode. And then Hachi was <gasps> like, are you accusing the Italian government of authorizing this man to kill a bunch of people? And she's like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you said you'd give me leeway. I thought I could do whatever the hell I wanted. Yeah, come on. We had an agreement. <laughs> Hodges like take some time off. I'm not firing she's you, like, but I'm no. benching you. She I don't want to see you for she a few is days. Incredulous. She is oh. so mad. And then she's going oh, grumpy who is in this? the elevator. Rossi. It's Rossi. Rossi's on her who side is always. This? I couldn't tell. And he and says, he's... "You up for another drive?" And, and she looks. looks she like, looks at him like, "Oh my god, Rossi!" Papa? Yes. And hey. we pull up. This is, this is the consulate. House. Oh, Matthews. I think. I recognize that front porch. Yep. There's yep. Matthew's mom. Of course, wearing a cross necklace. <laughs> Again, it's the Iron Cross. And whatever. It's still a cross. <laughs> but different. That's not... Jesus didn't die on that one. Okay. So she's basically like, listen, none of your business what I did to my kid. Like, get the fuck off my porch. Yeah. And Emily's like, listen, this is not about me. This is about all these other yeah. families. Like, please. People are losing talk to their me. kids. There's one more out there. Who's it going to be? And the mom walks away. Classic situation where the dad is kind of the, the one. The dad's always the voice it's of like, reason. Hey, you can come inside. So he says, Father Paul didn't kill Matthew. And she's like, why are you willing to just be like, oh, yeah, my son died, whatever? And he's like, they don't look upset about their son being dead. I mean, because they thought he was possessed by the devil. So they're just like, well, better off dead than possessed by a demon. Oh, that they're participating. They were. They were there, like holding him down. That's horrifying. That's absolutely terrible. And the dad tells them. And Emily's like, the fuck? Like, she's like, you stood there and watched him die. You're son and he says he wasn't the person you knew and she's like why because a priest told you so like and she says something horrible happened on that trip to spain fucking spain we all went to spain and things went to shit (laughs) everything sucks when we went to spain why did they kill the priests in spain i don't know that's the part i don't get okay so she's like yelling it's not enough that my lowered volume is even yeah, and she's wow. like, that priest ha- must have done something to make Matthew die. And also, like, why did that you thing? Why did you Matthew. just believe what this priest was telling you? Right, this priest he, that like you probably did not know before. Ooh, this. and then the mom goes, he was never <gasps> troubled until he met you. Yeah, well, and then they didn't see each other for years. Yeah, so like that part. What happened in the interim? Who was there like, the whole time? Parents. Exactly. So they say Father Paul oh. explained that Matthew was a conduit, and if you opened yourself up, you were putting yourself in danger. Well, God, blah blah blah. 
So now we have to find out who the fourth person was from Spain, but the parents say they don't know. Yep. So they're like, <sighs> if Father Paul believes he was a conduit, then anyone he spent time with could be a target. And they say he wasn't seeing anyone because he was unwell. And then, oh, he saw their friend John Cooley. Uh-oh. Is it going to be John? It's got to be. And they're, and they're like, like, we haven't, I haven't spoken, spoken with to John Cooley in 20 years. And he said, not since you were kids in Italy. Now it's like, dun, 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 it's like, John. Oh, shit. There he is. There he is. the priest. John got home and there's the priest looking creepy as hell. Yes, just like sneaking into people's houses and standing in the dark until they come in. Imagine you open a door to that. I would scream. I really would. (laughs) I'm sure you would. No question. I would. I think I would go for that thing they talk about on My Favorite Murder sometimes where you try to out crazy the unsub. (laughs) And you just like start peeing on the floor. Yeah, exactly. I would pee on command. (laughs) Oh, no. Everybody's speaking Italian. Okay, so he's like, I'm going to exercise you. But John's no. defiant. Like, he's like, we'll see about that. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to outlast you, you, old man. Okay, so I here's possessed. the candle and the Bible, all the whispering. Oh, cross. Stained glass. Stained glass. <laughs> you know. Let's kiss the cross. Yep. He's we tied the to cross. the bed behind Jesus him. Jesus probably loved it. That worst day of his life. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Back at the BAU, Rossi comes in and he's like, we need to talk. He's performing another exorcism. And Hodge is like, how do you you know? know? How do you know? Um, And Rossi's like, listen, let's just put it all on me. The State Department is all over my ass. And he's like, I can't protect them. And Rossi's like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, we have to do something. Go straight to the Vatican. They're just going to go. Why? We think the Italian government sanctioned these assassinations. Because he got that diplomatic immunity from the Italian government. So like he yeah, went to the government you... and was like, Hey, I need to do this. So they're they're not I think they're just saying like it's possible. I it doesn't okay. mean that it is definitely what happened, but it's possible. Okay. Oh, we're in a speeding. It's black raining SUV. again. Morgan and Morgan and Prentice. Into the house we go. And we can hear him yep. screaming. Yep. There we go. There, there we go. We go. go up, up and the stairs. Pew pew. We got He's our guns. Like, I will we left cast the door wide out. open. But John just John's keeps yelling like, at him. You're a murderer. Heat. Fuck yeah, off. Like, get away from me. And so they okay. come in with their guns. Are we going to shoot the priest? Is she going to shoot him? Shoot him. That would be a real L moment if she shot him. <laughs> it would. All right. So they get like Morgan wrestles Morgan him. Just- He's still throwing holy water at them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what is in this holy and water? And like, oh my god, stop it. <laughs> Morgan kind of wrestles him out. Where's all of his lackeys? That, like, tie yeah, people what down. happened to those men? Okay, John, so, oh, he's bleeding from the nose. Yep. And she's like, okay, calm down. Was and he's coughing. The holy yeah, there has to be water. something in it. Oh, they're hugging. Prentice, you're going to get whatever that was on you. Yeah. Now we're just slow okay. going to Jesus, and so we're back outside. Down. Oh, now it's snowing? It's snowing. The temperature has dropped significantly, and now it's <laughs> snowing. <laughs> Yay. Um, and so John's like, hey, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you, Emily, in Italy. Oh, is he the father? Oh, the he's baby? the dad. And she's like, it's okay. Go talk to the paramedics. And he uh, kisses her with he his kisses bloody her nose. on the cheek. And he says goodbye. And out and comes the priest. Yeah. Priests are scary. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> when they're dressed like that, robes. they for sure are. 
And so Emily goes up to Hotch and she's like, do you need my badge? And he just kind of shakes his head. Oh, they're just deporting oh, the priest. ship him back to Italy. Yep. And he's like, you have no. But the Vatican Ooh, the Vatican was like, send that asshole home. We'll deal the with Vatican him here. The Vatican is a totally separate government it's than so the Italian government. It's so interesting. That wouldn't work. Um. Okay, he's speaking Italian. Blah blah May blah God's blah. God's love with you, and she said, and with, with you. you. Classic Catholic thing. <laughs> um, and so he's like, he says he was certain that he was helping, beautiful. and Rossi's like, everybody has to be certain about something. Yeah, I believe in evil. This is evil as hell. And Morgan's like, these are choices. Yep. And this is just a and fundamental they, ethical argument that we never really finish. Yeah, because they does? ask Hotch. They're like, what do you think, Hotch? And Hotch is like, I think anybody is capable of anything. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's, let's leave. But did we ever find out whether or not they actually killed that priest? I'm so confused. And why? And why? I'm like, just going to assume the priest was a pedophile. I feel like that's the most logical thing. But like, or or is it, or was the priest's death like completely unrelated to everything and they yeah. just got like blamed for it somehow? Yeah. Maybe because that's they were questioning it? their faith. Right. Because they were questioning their so faith. So this guy is like, they question the faith. They're evil. I'm right. going to Right. Like, I, that that's the weakest part of this episode that I don't get. And I could have just missed it, but I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, Emily and Rossi just had a lovely heart-to-heart, and then she says she's going to walk for a while in the in snow. In the beautiful snow. And he says it almost seems unreal, doesn't it? And then, like, looks up at the snow. Uh, it's God intervening with this snow? And she's like, okay. And then she's Washing like, things clean. Walks the cleansing away. power of water. Into the snow she goes. She's not wearing sensible shoes for snow walking. No. Or for exorcist. <laughs> and now we're just getting some music about shivering and she walks past a Catholic And she's going to walk up. It's Yeah. that Yeah. Absolutely. She walks up to the church. There it is. And looks up at it and just gazes. It's so prolonged. And she and looks then down she to looks her. A picture of her and uh, her friends. All four of them. Matthew so and John Cooley. <laughs> and oh, oh, blood out of her nose. Now her she touched nose is the bleeding. Thing. She, got, she got sprayed with the water. That's why. She did. But in her mind, it's like, oh, am I the devil? Oh, is the devil at play here? Oh. Am I actually going to hell because I have that abortion? Yeah, the answer is no. Should I go back and get in an ambulance? And then it's just like some the music, music, like escalates, and we yeah. just pan out pan to away this image to a of Prentice and her nosebleed, snow, and the Catholic Church, and she's just standing, big there, and ornate, and it goes to black. No one will hear. Mark Gordon, dun dun, Edward Allen Bernero. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, what's the that on that? <laughs> I love Emily. Yeah. And I remember liking this episode so much more than I did this time. Yeah. I think because 
now I know these characters so much better and I know Emily so much better. Yeah. And just the whole, I know all, like, it's just weird and like a little bit out of sync with the rest of the show. Yeah. In terms of who they are. Yeah. It's a, the case itself obviously is a, is a weak one for me because like again Mm -hmm. either I'm missing the detail or it's not explicitly explained like what ultimately the link is between this other priest and them and why they're getting killed and like whatever so like that whole thing like the whole reasoning behind everything is just like not that well like explained for me but I think I agree with you like I appreciate that they're trying to give Emily a, a deeper backstory like this is this is her tragic past episode so it's like we've right. gotten we've gotten the morgan tragic past episode one. we've had the reed tragic past episode now emily has one and i i appreciate it because it gives us a little bit of an insight into who she was before mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. it's it's wrapped up in this weird episode and in this weird case which makes it kind of odd and I feel like what had to have happened is that they decided that they wanted to give her more backstory. Someone came up with this like, oh, like her being in Italy thing. And then they then they tried to create a case around that mm-hmm. rather than being like, we have a really interesting idea for a case. How can we fold this into a backstory? And like, mm-hmm. so therefore they they tried to fit them together and they didn't do a very good job. They didn't line up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I love getting the Emily backstory. Yeah. Makes her more complex. Great. Fine. Yeah. It's this weird religious element that's just, like, really just kind of rammed in there. Yeah. In, in a way that doesn't work for me. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like I appreciate an episode when the whole team kind of rallies around one team member. I think those are typically. They didn't really do that. They didn't really do that, but like. They kind of did, but they didn't. Yeah. And it's like typically, like the episodes where they do that, I think, like, tend to be stronger episodes because, yeah. like, the team dynamics. But when the homies stayed behind in Las Vegas. Come right. On, great right. episode. So, like, they t- those episodes are typically really good because they give a lot of opportunity for, like, good one-on-one team dynamic. Right. Like, think about the Penelope episode or think Ugh, about, you know classic. what I mean? Like, those are great episodes. So, like, Morgan. this one set was set up to be like that. But it didn't ultimately end up that way. It ended up being more about like Rossi and Prentice together than anything yeah, else, which like is okay. But I, I don't know. Of and then course, they wanted to play the Rossi thing because he's, he's Italian. So far, <laughs> he's Italian. He's religious. Like yes. he's he's well, right. Him and Morgan are the foils in terms right. of the spectrums of spirituality. Exactly. And it's like Emily and they is coming kind of to use terms. Them both. Yes, like Emily is like coming to terms with what she believes and like what her experiences were with her friend. And yeah, you've almost got like Rossi on one shoulder and Morgan on the other, and Morgan's being like logic, reason, science, and then you've got mm-hmm. you've got Rossi being like, but maybe there's something bigger yeah. out there. Like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like. And it's, Maybe it's, I mean, there's evil, but like, right. does the exorcism work? I don't know. Yeah. So I think to me, I'm never going to be able to forgive this episode's kind of like lack of 
connection and detail that is always going to be what comes back to it I think like if they had done a better job at like kind of bringing everything together I might be able to be like "Eh, all right but it's just it's a weekly like explained in a weekly developed episode in my opinion so it's just yeah and I any like any episode where they have to do it really like clandestinely is weird like yeah the element the added element of them not being invited in and not being allowed to work on this case is weird right i don't know it's just weird yeah it's weird it's weird and i agree with you like it doesn't really it it's a it's an outlier episode in terms of like how it's written what the case is about like and it's not to say that like we have like here's the other thing I feel like we've kind of, haven't we already done the crisis of faith episode? Like the lucky right. episode was essentially Morgan having a crisis of faith and being like, I don't believe in God. It's like, we've already done this. Why are we doing it again now with Emily? Well, now it's more like, I don't believe in the devil. It's right. like the other. It's a different thing. The hellfire direction and not the. Right. You know, cloud direction. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. I don't know. Eh, it's whatever. It's not But it's not episode. like Emily doesn't seem to have a crisis of faith it's the emily i think what gets me about this episode and about the like what makes me think it's uncharacteristically emily is she gets so far like she's so far down her own path and like Mm -hmm. so in yeah her like her thoughts of what it is and they're the correct thoughts but i don't know it's just you don't see her kind of well, the only Fly other the rails in that way. The only other example of that that I can think of is later on down the line with what's his face with the Ian Doyle situation that mm-hmm. old like mm-hmm. where she gets so far in and she's so tunnel visioned on like what she is dealing with and thinking about that she like shuts the rest of the team out and it becomes this whole kind of like thing. And I feel like this is kind of the same thing. Like, she's, you know, she's reluctant to tell the team exactly what's going on. She never tells the whole team what's going on. She just tells Rossi, like, the truth about the abortion and about, you know, Matthew and all of that stuff. So, like, it's the same kind of thing. I guess you you could say it's like a glimpse into that. But it's the first time we ever see her do that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it is a little bit kind of like, oh, that's a little off character. But then again, like we always say, like they they all do it at one point or another. Right. And humans so. are complex. Like we're seeing 45 minute snippets of a f- fake human being. So like. Yeah. Who's to say she couldn't have done this? I mean, so to turn this on kind of on a different end, though, like to look at it from a different perspective like once again great a acting from pageant well, Brewster. yeah i well, mean yeah. like i mean <laughs> typically performance the episode is great typically everyone's any, bringing their best any episode that is going to showcase that woman's range like is a is a decent mm. episode of mm-hmm. minds because it's like i mean i think like that's the thing that i like about her the most is like she she does like she has the ability to do those kind of like one-off sarcastic funny moments and she delivers them so well but she also has just like the ability to just kick you in the gut like with like her (laughs) emotions and it's just like oh my god like the fact that like the whole episode she basically has tears brewing in her eyes just constantly constantly I've never looked, seen anybody look so forlorn in an elevator. 
and just Goals. wanted to be like, oh, let me give you a hug. Um, freaking Eeyore in there. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly. Which. Hey, Winnie. <laughs> Which again, like I guess, like my tail. (laughs) I cannot with you. So I think like that maybe too is what also makes this episode so jarring is because we never see her like that, and then like all of a sudden it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, she goes to this bar. This person that we've never seen before tells her about another person that we've never heard of before, and suddenly she's like a totally different Emily. And like I get it. Like the idea is is that like this moment and this friendship in her past like was so important to her that like it being brought back up like brings out a whole other side of her that we've never seen but it's i feel like it's it's just a lot like all at once yeah. um yeah. plus also, then it's wrapped up in this weird storyline about exorcism yeah. and you're just kind of like okay like i feel like it's supposed to be a bigger plot twist that the fourth person is john cooley yeah like i i don't think that that's I don't know. It's just like, ooh, it's John. Yeah. And, and it's then, like, well, like who else? The fact would it that be? he's the dad, like he was her baby daddy, that's not like that's fine. Yeah. That's not as like what? But so just then, like the fourth one is John? Right. Ooh. Yeah. It's supposed to be like more of like, oh no, but I'm like, that's not that sorprising. Um Yeah, they were buddies. I don't I I of think course. of course they had a crisis of faith. After that, it's worth maybe men like discussing a little bit. Like, so what? This is we're probably in 2009 by now. 2000, we're definitely yeah. in 2008, maybe 2009. I think I'm gonna say maybe 2010. I don't think so. No, wait, wait. I think 2000. Yeah, just keep talking. I'm guessing 2009, but so we're in 2009. And you've got this storyline about a teenager having an abortion yeah, in it's Italy. Yeah, 2009. Okay, good guess on my part. Um, so, like, I th- like I, I, we've talked a little bit before about you know sometimes when you're watching Criminal Minds, you got to put yourself back in that like what world were we in in 2009? And I think mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know we've talked about other episodes of Criminal Minds that you know do like we talked about this with the um the episode where the uh what's his face's partner gets killed in florida and it turns out he's gay and then like they're dealing oh, yeah, with the Will whole Montaigne. yeah with the whole like you know gay yeah. relationship thing like being you know on two gay men on yeah. television like whatever like and we talked to how about how like at that time like that would have been a little unusual i would say same thing about this kind of thing like flat mm-hmm. out be her saying like i had an abortion when i was 15 like in right. italy like for cbs is maybe like a little bit of a pushing of the envelope in some yeah way. i think that that's something that like like always that's one of the like the gay thing has evolved since then mm-hmm. and has evolved since like 30 years ago right and, like 40 years ago from tv but like I can, like, name on one hand iconic television abortion moments. And it's Maud. She has an abortion in the 70s. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's, like, a big thing. That's, like, like a big like, moment. Like, a big Maud, TV milestone. That might have been one of the first, like, I think that's pre-Roe versus Wade, is it not? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. But either, like, around then or before then. So, it's, right. like, a... 
but that's big like equal rights amendment time and stuff right 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 um like this yeah and then i feel like it, there was a big stir recently when busy phillips talked about her abortion on her talk show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's like it yeah. like i can't name another show that goes through with know, i'm sitting here story, trying to think line. of them but like well, because I, <laughs> Because what it's you get so taboos. What you get instead, more often on television, is women contemplating having right. an abortion and then but ultimately choosing to have exactly. their baby and either exactly. giving them up for adoption or suddenly deciding that they they're going to raise this baby and it's going to change everything. You get I that literally, much more often. Ryan Murphy trash literally just experienced that storyline on Nine One One Lone Star. Rob Lowe and his character's ex wife get pregnant accidentally and they're in their late 40s early 50s yeah so it's like a risky ass pregnancy mm-hmm. and for most of the episode they're gonna go terminate the pregnancy like they have the appointment made and then mm-hmm. right before they go they both like scream i want to have the baby oh my god and I was like we're not going through with this okay yeah because yeah. yeah yeah i feel like that's a risk a lot of people still aren't willing to take on tv mm-hmm because well and then so that's what makes go away that is what honestly makes this aspect that aspect of this episode interest extra interesting is that not only are they willing to have a female character stand up on a crime procedural of all things and say Mm -hmm. i had an abortion when i was 15 but it's also couched in an episode that is kind of directly taking on like the catholic church which is so interesting so like it's kind of a one-two punch of like yeah not only is like she gonna say she had an abortion we're also gonna kind of we're also already having this conversation about religion and morals and morality and you know the ability of the church to be able to dictate people's lives and tell them what they can and cannot do Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. that's what i think is really what's so it's the best part of the episode hands down when she has that emotional moment with rossi and tells him that story about you know matthew taking her back into the church and like holding her hand like it's a it's yeah. a powerful moment and it's, it's yeah. such an interesting like because the rest of the episode is so bad like yeah. it's so weak and not well developed but you have this one brief kind of moment between her and Rossi that is great and kind of you know pushing boundaries for CBS in 2009 yeah so I don't know well it's we're two months into Obama by then it was right. a different time. We're in a different Although era. I I was just thinking about it and I was like, I feel like we're in a similar situation now. Like we're almost two months into Joe. Yeah. After not eight years of chaos, but four mm-hmm. years of chaos. Mm-hmm. Joe is a very similar president to Barack in that he was his vice president. Yeah. We're in a similar like ethical situation. Right. And that's all I have to say about that. There's no greater <laughs> greater point there. <laughs> well, we're coming at this, what, uh, 12 years later. Right. About the same time of year. And yeah, still. Yeah, that's true. Still. Like, we watched the Will LaMontagne gay partner episode 12 years later, and it's like, oy vey. Like, right. that's not really like that anymore. Right. Or we watch Machismo, and we're like, that's not like that anymore. Like, right. there's a lot of things that haven't. That have changed big time. Mm-hmm. And a lot that hasn't. Yeah. 
So it's an in- it's an How interesting episode when you really try when you really start to unpack it. It's like at face There's value. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. At face value, it's it's not the strongest episode of Criminal Minds you'll ever watch. It's certainly not anywhere near one of my favorites. But when you really start when you start to kind of pick it apart, it it has interesting elements to it. But yeah, it's they not, were going for something there. They but. were going for something. That's a good way to put it. They were going <laughs> for it was something. entertaining. It wasn't that episode where I said, did I just fall asleep with my eyes open? Right. Like it's not like there's enough it's drama. There's bad. Enough, there's enough drama and kind of emotion and, and, and you know, Padgett Brewster holds the episode down well enough for you that oh, you're yeah. like, oh, I yeah. will. I'm watching this like I, you know, I will watch it to a its conclusion and it's just that when you start to kind of compare it to other episodes you're like what did i just watch like what episode (laughs) of criminal minds was this like what's going on but um but it has it has bright spots within it it's just not the best overall yeah whatever Um, it's fine well you want to talk about demons now apparently no i just (laughs) (laughs) yes let's please talk about demons let's i just want to i was discussed i was more interested to just I assumed you don't believe in demons. No, I don't believe. <laughs> if you don't believe in ghosts, you don't believe in demons. Like, you well, can't be that's like. that's not necessarily true. I guess not. I just feel Listen. like you're more likely to believe in both than you are to believe in one over the other. Well, the supernatural does not, like, is a separate thing from the spiritual, in okay. my opinion. Okay. Um, But I don't believe in either. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in the devil and hell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, conversely, I don't know that I believe in heaven. I like to, though. That's fine. I don't want to not sleep on a cloud forever. You know? <laughs> sure, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I don't believe there's it. like I was just little curious. like rat spirits just like hopping around waiting to invade my body little like rat spirits <laughs> that's like little things with pointy tails like yeah coming in and like doing evil and invading and like i just i don't i think it it's a a historically uh, I don't know what I'm trying to go for here. Like, it was something that was created to explain something that couldn't be explained sure. in history. Um, but we can explain a lot of things right now with mental illness and science and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. So for that reason, I don't really believe that those are things that are at play. Yeah. I, I don't that. think that that means that there's not like a higher power. Yeah. Or anything. I just don't believe it's like. Two, there's not like two sides like a good and evil coin yeah. here in yeah. terms of like powerful beings sure i think well, you know yeah so your turn well i <laughs> so <laughs> what i'll say about this is i think you might expect me to say like yes i 100 percent believe in demons I, no i don't i would say that although you did say that if i believe in ghosts i have to believe in demons <laughs> or if i don't believe in the other so i, I guess you believe in demons i have a much more complicated kind of like feeling on the subject because okay. so here's where i would land on it obviously we know from past conversations i do believe in ghosts 
Right. <laughs> I <laughs> not sorry to laugh. I, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you can laugh. I do believe in ghosts. There is a part of me that believes in the possibility of like demons and the devil and the whole thing, but I don't know if it's if I don't know if it's like really 100% like yes, I believe in it or the idea of it just like truly freaks me out so much mm-hmm. that I kind of like just think like, you know what? If they are around, I'm going to do what I can do to like stay away from them because I don't want one. Like, you know, no Ouija boards, none of that bullshit for me because like I'm not even going to invite that okay. situation in to my life. So I don't know. Like I, I again, I agree with you. I think like it is absolutely one of those things that historically, you know, most people yeah. who, you know, you point to and say like, oh, this was a case of possession. It's like, no, probably it was a mental illness that was undiagnosed right. that you didn't have any concept of because it was 1430 and you didn't know that like. <laughs> you didn't know anything. You didn't know we had brains. So like you don't really <laughs> have any concept. You didn't even know dinosaurs existed. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So I think like, but again, like there's like that little part of me that's like, well, like probably most situations like that can be explained away by mental illness but what about the ones that can't or like what about the there it's the what if to me of like what you know whatever and i think that's probably the the catholicism of my upbringing yeah i was gonna say we're coming at this like we were both raised i don't know how i i think we've discussed it but i forget how aggressively religiously you were raised but i was raised in a, a family that went to church every Sunday, but we were United Methodist, so we're Protestant, not Catholic. Thank yeah. you, Martin Luther. Um, <laughs> although technically the Methodists reformed, di- like it was an unrelated schism. Mm-hmm. I know my Methodist history. Good for you. My mom would be proud. She would be so proud. She taught the Sunday school class I learned it in. Um, she was like, oh my so- God, she was paying attention. <laughs> so the Methodists aren't really hot on the devil and like all oh. that stuff. I think... But I truly Catholics think the are. only Christ- Christian faith that goes hard on it is the Catholics. Yes. Any of them. The Catholics, Russian Orthodox, your Serbian Orthodox, your Roman Catholics. The Catholics go hard on... I mean, evidence from this. I mean, right. we invented right. exorcism. We were like, yeah, absolutely. We have to have this. Like, yeah. hello. Chants, like, rituals, incantations. So That's a very Catholic thing. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Just for clarification, if you're curious, I didn't grow up in like an uber relation or relation religious uh household like i would listen i was i mean my mom went to catholic school Mm. um so like she was very much brought up in like a rigorous catholic household um but both of my parents are divorced which is a no-no in the catholic Mm -hmm. church so Mm -hmm. we're already catholic outcasts in that way um so we're like bad catholics so i I would say like here's actually you want to cafeteria catholics isn't that what they call them i don't know i've never heard that you're like catholic light i think like like lutherans and episcopalians to put it to just like kind of like just sum it all up i think my mom catholic guilt is a real thing that's absolutely a real concept that i very much was raised with (laughs) but i think my mom like my mom has long kind of like not had a crisis of faith, but I think like, you know, being divorced and being in the Catholic church, like it's a similar mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like when you get told that like something that you've done that you know is right for you and right for your family is 
a sin and that God mm-hmm. will never forgive you for it. Oh, like, girl. that's a problematic thing and that a hard is... thing to live with, <laughs> which I know you know, but like, I I'm know. just saying, my, like, yeah. I I put my family into that crisis when I told them I was dating a girl. So, yeah, exactly. So, you told, yeah, it's like, I'm preaching to the everybody choir. Everybody has, every faith has their thing. There. Everybody has their thing. And so, yeah, so I would say, like, yeah, we, you know, we weren't, oh, it's darkness. Sorry, oh, my I'm iPad closed up. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm coming at with it. I don't know, but demons maybe not not gonna seek them out. That's all I gotta say. No, don't want to no. don't want to know them. And as you say, I'll those say, those little rat spirits. I don't want them. No, I don't want a rat spirit. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want a demon. If they are real, I don't want a demon. Exactly. I'm not seeking demons. Exactly. Um, sometimes I do just like as a th- as a thought experiment. Oh God, I will <laughs> think like. I'll try to conceptualize, like, someone being eternally damned, you know, and think, like, (laughs) like, that person never has water, or their feet are constantly walking on fire, or, like, (laughs) their birds are pecking out their eyes forever. Like, Uh is no one redeemable? Like, but then I'm like, well, I would want Hitler to have his eyes pecked out forever, (laughs) so I don't, like... I'm like, is there like a special section of heaven that like is a little less good than the rest where we can put those people? <laughs> and they like quarantine together. A and medium I think, place, as they say, right, only good place. Right. A medium place. And then I think to myself, these aren't questions I need to answer. No, they aren't. I'm going to bed. <laughs> good night. <laughs> but um, then I feel like I revealed it on the podcast before, but maybe not, that one of my strongest hopes for the afterlife is that all questions are answered oh i think you all have of life's that. great mysteries all of the little mysteries of yeah like, where's the sock go in the dryer here's yeah. where it was yeah uh or you know bigger mysteries like like our where... bigfoot real <laughs> <laughs> what happened to amelia Earhart? although we know she was... i was gonna say we found that out we, we figured, figured that, that out. out uh where's jimmy hoffa He's under Jet Stadium, obviously. Did Hitler actually die in the bunker? No. Which Kelsey does not believe. <laughs> That's a conversation for a different time. Um. Anyway, are we ready to switch gears? I think you might she be She believes in first. demons, but not that Hitler took the cyanide pill in the bunker. Listen, I think he or could shot have. shot himself in the head. I think he could have. I'm just saying maybe he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> She's a skeptic in all things. <laughs> I'm actually Does it annoy like, you that I rag on you so much I'm actually, about that? No, I could know okay, because it's friendship. Silly. Is the, it's the friendship is the ability to tell the other person when they're being <laughs> a little crazy, and I fully <laughs> accept that. And okay. I think you know, you can I'm, you can give me mine, and I what's can give funny you yours. is I feel like I'm you, I'm not a skeptic in most things. Like I right, like, I'm willing and that's to what shocks me about. I'm it. willing to accept most anything as a possibility. But whatever. Anyway, are we ready to switch? Occam's gears? razor, Kelsey. Occam's razor. Right. Exactly. We talked about that. He died in the bunker. We talked about that already the other yeah. day. Um, yeah. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Um, do you Let's have a recommendation for shift. us? Yes. I'm ready. I'm going to recommend another television program that i think is spot on for this podcast okay that i'm gonna guess most of you have probably already watched okay because it there are only three seasons and it came oh, out oh like i know five years what ago. it is 
Guys, <laughs> this week, this weekend, it's been like four days that I've watched it and I'm already done with season one. Um, I started watching a program called Hannibal. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, if you've watched it, you get it. You get it. It's, <laughs> but also, you, I, I, there's just not... It feels like you have a lot you want to say about this. Well, really, I want you to watch it someday, but it is really dark. I don't really know that I have any desire to watch it. It's hard to watch You know that I'm not big in the Silence of the Lambs situation. So listen, as I have texted you before, it's very similar in premise to Criminal Minds. Yes. They are... A freaking BAU. Like but Lawrence Fishburne is hot. People. Right. Hannibal. <laughs> but like, that's not really like a huge part of it. <laughs> okay. More of it is like the Hugh Dancy plays um kind of like an equivalent to Reed in terms uh-huh. of like his special skills at like yeah. going into a crime scene and comprehending what happened. Yeah. Um and it's really more about him. And Hannibal plays his psychologist. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Hannibal gets to, like, tag along on all the crimes. Mm-hmm. But then, like, he'll have a dinner party. And he'll be like, oh, I love having your wife for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like, she's actually there, but, like, he also wants to eat her. Yeah. You know? It's not yeah. a huge part. You, know? you don't see yeah. murder people too much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely, like... You can tell that that's the long arc is that they're going right. to figure out that he is. Right. That he's Hannibal what, Who they call the <laughs> yes. Chesapeake Ripper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. One thing. So there's several things about it, though, that I find bizarre. Uh-huh. But I find bizarre for reasons that are also probably not true. Everything I know okay. about the FBI, I know from television. <laughs> fair so absolutely none of it could be true okay like or all of it could be i don't know okay and what i know about the bau is from criminal minds so i assume the bau works like criminal minds but we know that's not true right well in this show they're like there's like a team of like five or six that are like the core team yeah and you have lawrence fishburne who plays like the hotch character yeah head of the bau yeah. You got your Will Dancy. He's not actually a special agent. He's just a teacher, not even a doctor. Okay. Just a teacher. Okay. Did I say Will Dancy? Hugh Dancy. I don't, I don't His know. His character's Will Graham. But they bring him in because he's got this like uncanny ability to like figure out what happened at crime scenes. Uh-huh. And then everyone else, they're just like CSI slash coroners slash the garcias slash Mm -hmm. everything else Mm -hmm. and there's always 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 corpses laying out in the office (laughs) constantly (laughs) constantly (laughs) and i'm like no way does the fbi headquarters in quantico virginia have a section that's just got bodies laying out in it but i don't know so i don't know because i'm not there I'm i'm gonna say none of that is grounded really in any reality it can't be no I don't. The most believable part is that Lawrence Fishburne's the head of the FBI or the BAU. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The rest of it is like no, no, because like so like I, um, 
having read the book that Mindhunter is based off of, I feel like I have like a little bit better of an understanding of like the behavioral science unit and actually how it's worked. And they're definitely mm-hmm. legitimate agents. Like they have to be right. agents first and then they, they can just, specialize. They take this guy out and just parade him around no. at all these crime scenes where he sees himself being the serial killers for these different crimes. Oh, that's his like, and thing, it's like, huh? Uh-huh. And then he is also kind of going crazy. Yeah. Um, and then Hannibal is like manipulating him, you know, of course. Sure. And I think one of the most, one of the things that really keeps me clicking onto the next episodes, mm-hmm. A, is when Hannibal starts getting hannibal Sure. Um, Because I'm fascinated by cannibalism. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also, every single episode, the crimes are grisly mm-hmm. and weird. Like... The first episode sort of sets, like, a lot of cogs into motion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, like, kind of an exception to the rule. But then, like, the second episode, they find these bodies buried in the forest. Mm -hmm. And the bodies were buried alive and kept alive. Eh? They were, like, put into comas. And this guy was growing mushrooms using their bodies. And so okay. you have, like, seven corpses meticulously, and they show them, like, laid there. And one comes back to life and grabs Hugh Dancy. Oh, man. But, yeah, they're, like, being kept alive, and they're growing mushrooms. And so I was like, well, that's not believable. <laughs> like, next episode, not believable. Next episode, not believable. Uh-huh. One of the episodes I watched yesterday, this old man makes a totem pole of seven bodies that he hoists up on a beach (laughs) that old man can't do that (laughs) that old man can't do that it was like like imagine like a telephone pole size pole yeah with bodies that are cut up and assembled and tied in different ways ew with like his most recent kill on top and he Uh hoisted it up and they go find him. He's like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> well, nice I of wanted him to, to go confess. To- <laughs> I did it because I'm old and I'm poor and I want to just go to jail now, please. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and they're just like, cool, thanks. Interesting. See you later. But I'm like, are you kidding me? That old man couldn't do that. <laughs> Morgan would point that out in one second. <laughs> like, I mean. Well, our unsub's got to be like a, a young <laughs> man to be able to do this. Yeah. So there's a lot of unbelievability. Okay. But. But you still claim it's good. It is very good. The Wikipedia page says it's the best horror series ever. Whoa. Okay. I agree. Okay. Well, I don't know about horror, but crime. It is horrific. Um, There's one person who just like Joker style cuts people's faces. Ew. Um... So well, now I forget what I was going to say. So that's the recommendation. Oh, Hannibal. that's the recommendation is Hannibal. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm going to guess some of you have probably already watched it. If you haven't, it's on Netflix. Three seasons. Boom, 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 boom. Horrifying. I can't watch more than like two in a row, though I want to. But I think I need to stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like creeping me out too much. Yeah. Um, what was the other? Sh- I'll be gone in the dark. That was freaky. Um, yeah. But this is based off of the book Red Dragon. Right. So the series, the series of books about Hannibal Lecter 
Um, I forget there are a series. Four, I think. There is series. And so your Clarice is The Silence of the Lambs, which uh-huh. is its own book. Uh-huh. And then Red Dragon is about Will Graham and him. So I am going to like order the books eventually and read them and see. I don't mm-hmm. know. I want to read them and see. What see, now will that on. freak you out more than the television show or less no, probably than the less. television show? It's okay. seeing the corpses that's horrifying. Okay. They're, it's horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah. The episode where Molly Shannon's the unsub. <laughs> so random. Oh, my goodness. Spoilers abound, but yeah. again, I'm assuming you've all watched it, so. Right. Not much of a recommendation then. But well, <laughs> I mean, it is. I know that Kelsey's never going to watch it, so I had to I say my piece. I just don't think now. I will. I don't think that I can get on board with it. I might give Clarice a shot, but I don't. Now, see, I think you would like this more than you would like Clarice because Clarice is still very Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. This, not as much. This yeah. is very just like creepy, a little mind huntery, but yeah. very gory. Um,. What network was it on originally? It was on NBC. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now it's on Hulu, or is it on Netflix? Ne- Netflix. Okay. It got canceled because of low ratings, but has sure. a big cult following. Hey, I get it. Also, the character, they're the guy, Mads Mikkelsen, who plays Hannibal. Yeah. I don't ever want to insult someone's looks, <laughs> but he's scary looking. <laughs> but I read... That he is continually voted the sexiest man in like some Danish magazine. Sexiest man alive. Because he's he lives in Amsterdam. Which like, hey, I can like, world. He looks he here's what he looks like. Voldemort when he doesn't have a nose. Oh. Which is all Voldemort's, I guess. But. I, yeah. Um <laughs> I feel just like his skin is so tight on his winning face. Winning something like that amongst the danes i feel like they're a good looking people yeah think of the mortensons right sexy yeah vigo the sars guards or whatever that's what i meant that's what i meant i was gonna say i don't know i was like are there more than one mortenson i feel like vigo's the only one that i can think (laughs) of i meant the sars guards guards? or sars guards sars guards i don't know they're attractive though peter yeah what that's the only one I the other of. one whose name i can't think of but he the was on true one. blood <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of them that yeah. the one that was in uh girl with a dragon tattoo i don't remember which one that everybody is. in girl with a dragon tattoo is sexy <laughs> <laughs> what's his face who played james it. bond mm. rooney mara yeah daniel the scars guard sars guard yeah well beautiful people Thank you for your interesting recommendation. I hate to tell you that I don't think I'll be taking it, but I appreciate you giving someday it. Someday you might. Someday I might. Someday, someday you, I, might. you someday, might hit that point where you're like, I'm in the mood for this. Someday I might wander into a true crime desert and think, I have nothing else that I can watch, but I'm thinking I need something murdery and I might end Remind up in Hannibal. Me- what was it about Silence of the Lambs you didn't like? <laughs> I find the acting to be terrible. And I well, find... Okay, that part's gone. Um, the acting's great. The acting is terrible. I really just didn't like it. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have an explanation other than just I felt like it was bad. 
And I just like, actually, you know what? You know what I want? <laughs> I what? want, I want Jodie Foster to be more of a badass in that movie. Ooh, yeah, and she's, she's not. not. Perhaps I am just too jaded because I watched too much Paget Brewster. Don't watch Clarice. Don't like, watch Clarice. You're going to hate it. It's that bugs me. I want her to be better at what she does than well, she is. Well, she's a trainee. Is. I know, For but no I just no reason. They pick her out of the bunch and say exactly. Go talk to Hannibal. But like I just don't. I just don't enjoy about. Did it. you appreciate my Instagram story the other day with Cassie wearing her little <laughs> yeah um, her mask under thing. mask thing I that did. made her look like Hannibal? I did. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, there she goes with more. Silence of the Lamb content. <laughs> Always. Well, so anyway, I that's just... your cannibalism corner for the week. And <laughs> what if that was let's really a corner? scoot on to a fun fact parentheses S and parentheses. Well, here's what I'll say like today's episode, today's fun fact is mediocre at best. Okay. But I'm going to give it to you anyway. There's one well, part yeah, of it. yeah, you better. There's one part of it that I do think you're really going to appreciate. So the first kind of, ha- of course, as t- is to be expected, we've got a Paget Brewster Emily Prentice fun fact for you today. Yes, please. Um, so the first part of this is that, interestingly enough, Paget Brewster's real life and her pretend life as Emily Prentice have an interesting kind of correlation that I was unaware of until recently. So, and by recently, I mean today. Uh, So obviously we know Emily Prentice's mom is a diplomat and Mm -hmm. worked in the government. And so that's why Emily Prentice was boot bopping around and why she speaks so many (laughs) languages. Um, uh, But Padgett Brewster's actual mom, first of all, her name is Hathaway, which is... That is the richest person Such thing I've ever heard. an incredible white lady name. Her name is Hathaway. She worked as a quote-unquote French government official. I could not find oh, any oh, more oh. information about what the fuck she did. Was she a French hit woman? I don't know, but I could not find any more information about it other it's gonna than that. It's going to be something lame like she like was an accountant Oh, or yeah. I'm sure she was just like an <laughs> admin. She just like checked people's passports or something. I don't know. But like, but it is an interesting thing, I think, that like in both real life and in criminal yeah. minds, her mom is this is involved in like some kind of like foreign service type thing. So it's kind of an interesting connection. But then the real fun fact that I think you're really going to appreciate is Emily Prentice's birthday is none other than October 12th. (gasps) Your wedding anniversary. (laughs) How? How do I find? How do we know that? I don't know, but it's listed. (laughs) I'm sure it's like on some sort of file in one scene in one yes. episode. Yes. And some some criminal minds person it's, found it. It's listed, I think, I can't remember if I found this fun fact on the IMDb fun facts about Paget Brewster slash Emily Prentice, mm-hmm. or if it was in her criminal minds fan wiki profile thing. <laughs> it was one or the other, but I immediately saw it and was like, October 12th. I was like, that's a <laughs> big day. That's a significant day in the, that's the day unknown subject universe. I got married. It's a day that Kelly and Cassie got married. So. One week before Kelsey got married. That's true. 
So, so yeah. So there's your us. there's your little. That's fun still fact so for weird that we got married within one week. And we did exactly seven days apart. <sighs> anyway, but yeah, hey, there you go. Remind me, what town yeah. did you get married in? In Leesburg, Virginia. Leesburg, not Reston. Close. Reston's very near Close. Leesburg, but yeah, there there was part of Hannibal that was in Reston, and I was oh, like, sure. is that where Kelsey got married? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nope. Um, so yeah, so okay. there's your fun fact. Um, are we ready for our big announcement? Oh, wait, I want do we to have a review, review corner? I was going to say, we, we have, have a review, review we corner. Have two that I'm going to mention. Okay. Um, guys, as promised, we have had our 20th review. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so I am prepared to send a headshot. Not prepared. I have to do it still. <laughs> She's to unprepared to send a headshot. Our 20th reviewer. Um, I'm not sure you're caught up to the most recent episodes, 20th reviewer. Mm-hmm. If you are, please reach out to us either on Instagram at the Unknown Subject Podcast through a direct message. Yes. Or you can email us at the Unknown Subject Podcast at gmail.com to <laughs> redeem your prize. Or if you would rather not get a. <laughs> Headshot, you can just stay in anonymity. Just ghost just us. Yeah. Never respond. <laughs> so our review, our 20th review, it came in last Thursday. Yep. Our user is the real Clint Barton. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that reference is. I think it's an Avengers oh. reference. I think. Mm, well. Anyway. Here's our subject. It's five stars. Uh, <laughs> liked Criminal Minds. Love the podcast. That's right. An escalation from an like to love. Only like the show. Love the pod. Appreciate. I don't watch TV much anymore, but I absolutely adore this podcast. I found it a few weeks ago, and I've been listening ever since. Heart. Heart. Thank you. So, thank you, The Real Clint Barton. If you want your prize, <laughs> Reach please out. let us know. If yeah. you don't, that's okay, too. Exist in the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> now, I also want to read a review... Um, I feel like I've mentioned it on the show before. We can only see, uh, American reviews, reviews mm-hmm. made within the United States on Apple podcasts. Yeah. However, I recently joined a little service that shows us all sorts of things where we're charting and other stuff. And it shows us international reviews. Yes. I'm not sure we're seeing all of them. It says we only have five reviews total, which is not an accurate number. No. So, if you're another international person other than the person whose review I'm about to read, I'm sorry. (laughs) But here's what I've got. Uh, Coming to us from the land of my ancestors, Germany. Yes. We have... Oh, it's so small on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy FCB. And Kathy gave us five stars. Amazing podcast. That's our subject. And says... Love hearing them talk about criminal minds and random topics. Random topics. I love the shout out for random topics. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Validation. Thank you. Thank so thank you. you to our reviewers. Yes. Um, we've hit our milestone. Mm-hmm. I think our next milestone is the 50 mark when we said we would do merch. <laughs> yeah. That's more than double where we're at right now, friends. So here's another <laughs> it's thing. It's a long haul. 
that we that Kelly and I were discussing earlier, which is so as you guys may know, however you might have found us to listen to us if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you search Criminal Minds in Apple Podcasts, we do come up. We changed it before we didn't. Now we do because we right. added the A Criminal Minds podcast to our official title, which really helped yep, us out. Yep, yep, yep. So what happens now when you search us in Apple Podcasts, we're like the fourth option that comes up when you when you search criminal minds um we were like way farther down the totem pole as to bring back the totem pole thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think there's a chance that if we keep going the direction that we're going we could overtake the other two main criminal minds contenders in the podcast universe which are two what i believe are now defunct episode or podcasts so there's one of the only still active criminal minds i know that after buzz is definitely defunct because they were like that typical podcast thing where they did like recaps after each new episode mm-hmm, so they definitely mm-hmm. stopped when the show went off the air and then the other one was re- was posting as recently as September but they haven't posted anything hmm. very recently hmm. I um, will say we already have better reviews than both of those podcasts that's right guys but they technically have no shade they, no shade but they have more ratings than we do so you guys if you continue to show us the love which we very much appreciate you doing and taking a time to you know hit the ratings button even if you don't want to leave a review but you just want to leave a star rating on apple podcast we think that i imagine the way the charts work is we will show up higher in that list the more yeah, reviews I think so. that we have i think um, so i don't helps- know but I think. Which helps us grow the group of imaginary pals so that there are more of us. So And we can do bigger and better things. And there's and better a higher things. chance of us eventually having Paget Brewster on the podcast. And we all know that, that you guys want that because we want that. Everybody wants that. <laughs> and you want what we want. Absolutely. <laughs> um so yeah, we of course big thank you to everybody who has bothered to rate or review yeah, so thank far. You for being of here course, big thank you to years. our imaginary pals over on Spotify who often get Dude. less obvious love, but you get so much love as well. Showing you guys up hard, holding it down over on Spotify, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. we very much appreciate. Um, but yeah, let's keep this train moving. I will say so. The other the other thing that we've got going on, obviously, is I still will send a photo or or a video of Sadie to whoever whoever our three hundredth follower on Instagram is. We're We're so close. (laughs) We're at two ninety five, guys. So very close. So we're we got like a little like blip of like a bunch of them, and now we've been kind of steady at the two ninety five mark. So yeah, um, if you're waiting to try to be number three hundred, right? Um. I get it, but also, like, Uh, let me tell you about a sneaky trick I used to win a contest similar to this a few years ago. (laughs) Please share. (laughs) Um, I went ahead and liked it. Yeah. Right away. Uh And then, right as they were nearing the special number, I unliked it and and then then read it. Wow. Sneaky, sneaky. Now, we have so few followers that we'd see if you did that. Yeah. But, um, so I guess maybe don't do that. But guys, in the future, just, if you have a similar contest, if we have a higher number of that we're trying to reach, <laughs> you can be shady like that and you can do yeah, it. Yeah. But for yeah. now, I don't know. 
But anyway, so that offer still is out there. So whoever that lucky 300th Instagram follower, we're very, very close. You will get a personalized video from Sadie. So, um, so yeah, so those are two fun things to, uh, How talk are you going to personalize it? I was just going to find out whatever their name was. I guess don't like, spoil it. It should just be special for them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, do we want, is it, is it announcement I think corner it's time. Now? I think it's okay. time. Big announcement corner. Um, we're getting a Patreon. Yeah. We're doing it, guys. We're doing we're it. pulling the trigger on that. Um, basically, the big motivation to do this is that there truly is just so much to talk about in the true crime docu-series world Mm -hmm. that we really wanted to talk about it because we enjoy podcasting and talking to you guys yes um and talking to each other not talk i mean we're not imaginary talking to you guys we're not just like shouting out into the void like they're there they're listening i'm shouting into this microwave (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) i'm shouting into this microwave um but anyway we wanted a a place to gather this content and bring it to you yes um and have have a space for other fun things yeah um so the patreon is coming yeah i'm gonna go ahead and promise that it goes live on friday okay i think that works so watch your social meds on friday yes we'll post something with a link yeah so if you want to join us over there um i believe it's going to be a five dollar tier yes um you can get some bonus content we will be releasing our normal bonus episodes early yes over there so that's another incentive so our our mid-season rankings and our end of season rankings you'll get those um, a the couple same, days before usual. The same day that you would get the full episode. So yeah, rather so you than waiting until like Friday. Two hours of us in your ears that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. But so also, yeah, you get these bonus eps of other series that we watch. Yeah. So we obviously, you guys know, we've, we both consume other true crime things. Usually we end up talking about them kind of at the end of the episode. And that's how we end up like having like two hour episodes. Um, so, you know, we've mentioned it before. We will review Night Stalker. So we will do that um, and put yeah. that episode out on to um, the Patreon. Um, obviously, as new true crime things, Netflix is doing us a solid and seems to just be putting them out there every month every month now um so we'll do that um but we are starting with um crime scene vanishing at the cecil hotel will be our first kind of bonus episode um we do a whole deep dive we give a whole kind of synopsis of the whole docuseries all of our thoughts and things and issues and whatever that we have with the documentary um and then we rate it for you at the end of what how good of a documentary we think it is in relation to other true crime things that are being put out there so it's a fun thing it's there's real no criminal minds in any way shape or form it's just true crime and our thoughts on it and kelly's thoughts on tumblr she teaches us about tumblr in the first a episode. little bit yeah i so. haven't tumbled in a few years but you know <laughs> i don't know about the current culture on tumblr yeah but um so yeah so that's something to look culture. forward to and um 
we'd love to have you over there on our Patreon. We would yeah, appreciate help your us, support. Uh, keep things growing, getting yes. better, higher quality stuff if we can. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so just um, the next step in our evolution. Yes. As to we becoming grow. As we grow butterflies. and mature. <laughs> to beautiful podcast butterflies. I was thinking about the scene in A Bug's Life when the ca- caterpillar, when he becomes a butterfly and he goes, yeah. I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> That's an underrated Pixar movie, friends. Go watch it right now. <laughs> I'm a beautiful butterfly. Oh, my God. Um, well, yeah. I think that that's everything for this one as we approach the 145 mark for yes. this episode. Um, Next week will be shorter. Fewer announcements. Fewer money. Yeah. I'm going to recommend something simple like chapstick again. Okay. <laughs> that's, that, sounds like, that sounds like a great idea. Um, yeah, so we will be back next week, of course, um, with a whole new episode of The Unknown Subject. Um, and Follow us on socials. Yeah, do that. Even, at Unknown Subject. Yep. At The Unknown Subject Podcast on Instagram. Yep. At Unknown Subpod on Twitter. Yes. Um, and yeah, so thanks so much for being here. And we'll be back next week. But as they say, when they catch the unsub... It's, it's over. Over. <laughs> <laughs>